This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. Jimmy, Jimmy, back in action, coming to you live. From the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who didn't indict somebody yesterday for nothing. Uh, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg unveiling the case for the first criminal prosecution of a United States president in our nation's history. And I got to say... That was embarrassing. Good goodness. Yo, I mean, Alvin Bragg. You are so full of sh. We're going to have that exact discussion with former Attorney General Bill Barr, who joins us in this hour. And I got to tell you, man, I know there's a lot of Trump haters out there that are excited right now, but even CNN's own legal team looked at the unsealed indictment and said, You gotta do better than that. Real serious clown stuff going on downtown here in New York. 888-788-9910. If you want to be a part of a show that not only includes Bill Barr, uh, Florida Representative Byron Donalds is going to be here. He was on CNN discussing the indictment. CNN is the worst. A lot of people feel that way. And we're also going to hear from the legendary Gianno Caldwell, who joins us to weigh in on the Chicago mayor's race. Lori Lightfoot out, of course. That's addition by subtraction. But Chicago just elected another progressive Democrat. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Is it ever? Uh, So all of that and so much more. 888-788-9910. You know the rules. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat. All we ask is that you don't be a... Boom. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Uh, I will be on the Sean Hannity show tonight at 9 o'clock. Live audience. going to be a banger. Really excited. Uh, If you were a part of last night, that was like a really magical night for me. If you saw me host Gutfeld last night, filling in for our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld, uh, you probably watched it and went, wow, Jimmy's having a good time tonight. Uh, Jimmy was having a great time. We just had just the best all-around time. Brian Brenberg, you know, is my favorite person anywhere, was phenomenal. Cat was great off the charts. Guy Benson, who succeeds me on the air, he follows me on the air every day here on Fox News Radio, just funny, like funny beyond funny. And Morgan Ortegas uh, also had a very strong night. Hubba, hubba. All right, I can play that Lincoln sound clip because I did get home last night from the city and watch my 14-year-old son watching the replay of the show his dad hosted. And I can assure you he wasn't doing it because he wanted to look at me. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. But in any event, it really was a great, great time um, in terms of comedy, in terms of my career, in terms of the growth. You know, one of the things I talked about in my opening monologue was that, you know, Alvin Bragg is trying to fail up. And what I mean by that is if you're a Democrat, a lot of times they make their way to higher office not by delivering for the people but by catering to the emotions of their party's leadership, okay? Everyone in the Democratic Party hates Trump with all the fiber in their being. So Alvin Bragg crossing the Rubicon of we're finally going to criminally prosecute this guy, it buys him so much street cred within the party 
amongst a group of people that don't really care about the damage they're doing to the country, that don't really care about whether or not there's anything to this case. And to be clear, there's nothing. I'll play clips of Bragg laying it out. I will play clips of CNN. CNN reacting to this. You understand, CNN was just like MSNBC. They were going into this unsealing excited. It was indictment eve, you know, two nights ago. They couldn't get the kids to go to sleep. They were all fired up. It was like Santa was going to come in the morning. And they were like, no, you don't understand. It's not just going to be this Stormy Daniels thing. There's going to be more to it. You know, they're going to unseal this thing. You're going to see crimes you didn't even know were out there. Wrong. None of it happened. Like, literally none of it. It's the Stormy Daniels thing. And they tried to itemize each individual count based on each individual banking transaction. So in the end, it's one non-crime that's beyond beyond the statute of limitations that they're trying to keep alive by tethering it to a federal crime. But Alvin Bragg in the press conference didn't even lay out what that other federal crime is. Okay, think about that. Did he ever say, even in the filing, what the additional crime is? The answer would be no. And I'm going to play you clip clips of analysts pointing that out. You'll hear it from Bill Barr as well. A guy who, again, is plenty of differences between Barr and Trump. And Trump is and Trump is trashing Bill Barr up and down Truth Social. He's been doing it for days. Every time Bill Barr's name comes up, he runs to Truth Social. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. But to Bill Barr's credit, okay, he was on Trump's side. He gave a factual takedown of why this is just clown town. Let me give you some of this first, but this is what you need to understand in a nutshell. The Democrats have a blind rage for Trump. They hate him. It's unhealthy. They don't realize how bad it looks on them. They are operating from a place of emotion that's denying them the self-awareness. That should otherwise tell them, yo, you sound nuts right now. That's true. That is true. They don't realize how nuts they sound. That's number one. But number two is the fight for political power has gotten so hostile in this country. We've really gotten to this place now where we've all been on a road trip with a child and a child doesn't want to share the toy. I'm not sharing my toy. No, not sharing my, oh, no, just let him have the toy. No, dude, just for a mile, let him have the toy. Here's some can. No, and you've all seen that kid that doesn't want to share the toy, that they're tugging for control of the toy so hard that they eventually just wind up breaking the toy. Okay, that's where we are with our justice system right now. The Democrats are fighting so hard for control of this country that they've broken our criminal justice system. They've broken it. They've been pulling on it so hard. Okay, Trump, you don't understand. Here's every member of the justice community. Here's former FBI director James Comey. Here's James Clapper. Here's John Brennan. Here are the faces of our intel community and our law enforcement community putting their name, their credibility, and their institutions Behind the fact that Trump colluded with Vladimir Putin. Okay, that tore the Justice Department a little bit. That tore the intel community a little bit. Why? Because they invested three years in a lie. All right, Trump, he withheld aid from Ukraine. So let's trot out the Adam Schiff's of the world. Let's have an impeachment. Let's throw the full weight of the intel community and the whistleblowers and the Justice Department behind this one. Because Trump, you know, withheld aid from Ukraine. Damage the product a little bit more. It's like, whoa, objective observers are like, wow, that's two really big lies. Then along came the Hunter Biden laptop. And what did we get? 53 members of our intel community putting their names on a letter 
that said this was Russian disinformation. But do you understand where the Democrats are fighting so hard to control the toy? They're ripping the toy apart. Here is Alvin Bragg paying that no mind as people are getting ripped apart in his city. Do you understand what the felonious assault numbers alone are? Just random attacks on the street in New York City. Felony assaults right now, 26,000 times in New York City last year. 26,000 felony assaults. Okay, that's way up, double digits. Okay, it's up 14% from the previous year which was up 27% from the year before that. Alvin Bragg, your district attorney for all of it. You suck, you jackass. So you understand, people are getting assaulted. Random, broad daylight assaults in this city. You're sitting on a subway platform waiting for a train. Some pantless wino hits you with a brick. You're walking through Times Square with your kids. Some lunatic is charging across in an Elmo costume, swinging a knife or a screwdriver at you. This is going on every day. Like, you hear me laughing about it, and it's not to trivialize it. It's a coping mechanism. I have learned to embrace the crazy as a former New York City cab driver. And to be clear, when I drove a cab, it was a lot safer. It was Giuliani into Bloomberg, and the city was safe. They prioritized the safety of their citizens. Does the current Democratic Party prioritize the safety of its citizens? The answer would be no. You can't even argue that they do, okay, because this district attorney has downgraded 52% of violent felonies. But because Trump gave Stormy Daniels 130000 they're blowing over $200 million worth of resources to prosecute this crime. While 52% of violent felons walk free, $200 million to go after Trump because he paid a stripper by check instead of in singles. That's where we are. So let me give you some of this analysis because it's fascinating. This is CNN. This is their Christmas Eve. This is a big day. Okay, we'll start with this montage. Here's Illy Honig on CNN. Okay, talking about how Bragg is going to run into some, just so to speak, some legal problems. Clip 10. Here's where we're going to run into legal problems, because the indictment does not say what that second crime is, which is completely inexplicable to me. The entire point of an indictment is to tell the defendant, here's what you're charged with. Here's what you're defending against. And- There's the facts in the law the, the, the facts is laid out today uh, could be a compelling argument. But before they even get there, they're going to have to overcome the legal issues. For question one. What is the crime that prosecutors are alleging escalated this from a misdemeanor to a felony? If I had to characterize it, it's disappointment. I think everyone was hoping we would see more about the direction that they intend to take this prosecution. I had hoped that there would be more uh, in the indictment. But do you also understand, like when you listen to that clip, and I'll give you another Van Jones clip, I hoped... There would be more in the indictment. I hoped we'd really have the goods. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. They're literally openly admitting out loud. I really got out of bed today. I had convinced myself they were going to nail this guy's balls to the wall. Today was the day. I've told you this since Trump came down the escalator. You don't have to be a Trump fan. You just be an objective observer. Trump has been Batman in the eyes of the Democrats. Every day since he came down the escalator. You remember you watched the old series Batman. And, you know, they'd be like, oh, he's strapped to the wheel of death. They got him this time. And you'd go to commercial. You'd come back. He'd be free. 
same. That was the Russian collusion. You know what I mean? Then it became Ukraine. Then it became, oh, my goodness, the second impeachment over January 6th. Then it became his taxes. Then it became he stole classified documents. Now it became Alvin Bragg. And the Democrats, once again, once again, Charlie Brown lined up to kick another football. And lo and behold, you blockhead. Okay, they pulled it out from under him again. Here is Carrie Cordero on CNN, flat out admitting. Very underwhelming day. Clip 15. Is it what you thought it was going to be, and are you unimpressed? It, it is what I thought it was going to be uh, in terms of focusing on the payments that were made, the falsification of the records, and really tied to the payment that was made to Stormy Daniels. Uh, in terms of a case that's being brought against a former president, it's a little underwhelming. Um, mm. there's, there's not more to it. Uh, there's not more violations, tax violations. Um, there's not an incredible new set of facts that we didn't know about publicly. It's really the facts of this case as they have existed for basically almost seven years. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only laughing at the dejection. They were pro- like, you know, they really had it in their heads. Like, no, no, you don't understand. Bregs, he's got stuff. I'm telling you, he's got stuff we haven't discussed yet. There's going to be some new crimes. We got him this time. <laughs> Dude, they have nothing. Again, I said this last night when I was hosting Gutfeld. Okay, the Democrats want you to believe Trump is out of control. Okay, but it's the Democrats who are out of control. Bingo. I mean, when you even hear these analysts on the air flat out saying, no, we were hoping for more. We ain't going to get him. They're admitting they want to get him. Alvin Bragg ran for office on, I'm going to get him. That doesn't taint the prosecution a little bit? Of course it does. But do you see where they want control of the country so bad that they're destroying it in this tug of war? Because they're not paying attention to how much harm their actions are doing to the toy. Okay? And that's the reality that we're living in right now. Alvin Bragg is trying to fail his way upward in the Democratic Party. Okay, he doesn't need to win this case. He just needed to be the guy who brought the case. Get my name on the map, girl. Everybody going to know Alvin Bragg's name. That's how it's going to work. I mean, am I going to fight real crime? No, I'm too busy fighting pretend crime. You just heard Ely Honig flat out say the indictment does not list or name the crime Trump would be accused of federally in order for this statute of limitations to hold up in court. So Alvin Bragg got up there and he said, well, you know, I know this payment to Stormy Daniels is beyond the statute of limitations, but under the statutes in which he did this to conceal another crime, this is technically still alive because there's this other crime involved. Did he list the other crime? The answer would be no. No. New York City. Okay. It, I said this last night. It is Gotham before Batman comes. You know, the beginning of a Batman movie, you see people getting raped and ro- it's That is going on. It is horrifying. But this is not a Batman movie. Batman is like a serious thriller. What we're watching right now is a comedy led by a clown. This thing is going to become gargantuan when the Son of Man comes. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total T. Nugenics Total T, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total T before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231-231 and enter the the keyword Jimmy. Text now. You'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. It is absolutely free. Your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword Jimmy. It's 231-231 and you enter the keyword Jimmy. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Fox Cross America with Jimmy Fallon, Bill Barr on the other side of this break. Legal analysts all over the country. Not even, I'm not even playing you Fox News. I'm giving you CNN, M- MSNBC. Here is CBS, Ricky Kleiman reacting to the indictment, clip 11. I always thought that being a public prosecutor, which I was for a number of years, was the greatest job I have ever had because you could do justice because you had discretion in what cases you brought and what cases you didn't bring, and in sentencing recommendations. But as a scrapper, I think that that part of me (laughs) would love to go forward and do the motions in this case for the defense. But that's very divorced from the person that I am. That's the lawyer that I am. Mm, So what is she, like, saying? Well, I I don't want just to understand... I'm not supporting Trump. She has to draw that distinction because she doesn't want to get in trouble in the media. The media is a bunch of losers. But at the same time, she's flat out saying this case is garbage. Well, the media has spoken. What do the listeners say? Alex is out in Brooklyn right here in New York. Yo, Alex. Hey, Jimmy. Thanks for taking the call. So I was watching Vision last night and got oh. was fantastic. I got to tell you, the vibe was just amazing. Thanks, the guests, man. I was able to tell, feel really comfortable with you. And I think that's, yeah. you know, it was really chilled. And you and Brian Bremberg, there's some interesting relationship the two of you got. Oh. <laughs> uh, he's an interesting guy. I actually once met him at Fox News headquarters while oh. I was waiting for you or Kilme to come out to meet you. <laughs> and uh, he's an interesting kind of guy. Uh, very, like, sweet and I hang out. You could probably tell I hang out with him a lot off the air. Like he's actually a good pal. Like my family's friends with his family. They're just the most delightful people. And it's funny because, you know, he's a Minnesotan. So it's like the opposite of us. Like he's polite. He's patient. Yeah, I mean, you're also a nice guy, but he's just a different style. He's more gentle, different different kind of guy. Totally. Uh, But uh, I wanted to comment about this indictment thing because Alvin Bragg came out and said, hey, that uh, there's a, another additional crime, but he doesn't have to say what it is. So, so why isn't he saying what it is? But I'm thinking uh, there, there has to be an additional crime, no, because how would he get away with just saying there's another crime and he's taking it from a misdemeanor to a felony? Didn't Doesn't he have to say in the court what it is? Because otherwise – 
The pro- like, the reason he's not spelling it out, just so you understand, the law doesn't require him to spell it out. It's weird. There is a there is a, but the issue is because of statute of limitations, he would need to tie this to a federal court charge. But he doesn't have the jurisdiction as a local prosecutor. But I'm going to have Bill Barr answer your question like from a more precise background because I'm kind of like my cousin Vinny, legal analysis. Uh, <laughs> but the attorney general's around the corner. I'll ask your question first, Alex. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. So excited to talk to this next guest, former U.S. Attorney General of the United States of America, who has been once again blackmailed into coming onto our show. That's fine. We don't care. <laughs> Whatever gets the job done, Bill Barr is here. Hello, sir. Hey, Jimmy. How are you? I, I tell my listeners, say what you want about low-level extortion, but sometimes it is effective. <laughs> You're back. You're back. Um, I grew up, I want to say this. We all know the old adage is, you know, a grand jury can indict a ham sandwich. But I almost felt like we were living in a Wendy's commercial yesterday because I saw the indictment and I was like, where's the beef? Uh, Did you see the ham in there? No, there was no, there was nothing. There was nothing, nothing in there. It's so crazy. Uh, It is. Well, you know, the criminal justice system, like, a lot of other institutions is becoming more and more politicized. Um, and uh, in some jurisdictions, the juries, uh, you know, will do anything, anything they're asked by the prosecutors. So. And I feel like that's what we were watching yesterday. And what, what really yeah. concerns me is you've all seen a scenario where there's a toddler who doesn't want to share the toy. They want control of the toy and they tug on it so hard they eventually break the thing. I feel like we're watching that happen to our criminal justice system because it was hard to watch Alvin Bragg lay that out yesterday and not feel like you were watching some type of a kangaroo procedure. And when he, you know, basically made the attempt to bump this up to a felony by tying it to a ghost crime, you know, as a New Yorker, like we're sitting here watching him downgrade violent felonies left and right. We're not prosecuting real crimes. We're about to spend 200 million going after a fake crime. Is that what's going on here? That's exactly what's going on, and you know the real crime uh, he's he's ignoring in in New York, and you know pursuing this, um, it's it's really an outrage. Um, you know, what really got me was the way he's trying to dramatize both in his written documents and in his press conference the idea that uh, this withheld information from the voters. And this was terrible. This was a fr- trying to equate that to a crime, even yeah. suggesting it was a crime. And you sort of wonder, uh, are you for real? I mean, what happened in the last election, you know, when, when Biden stood up during the debate and lied about the laptop and yeah. tried to misdirect it to the idea of Russian disinformation? I mean, was that a crime? No, I mean, I, God. yeah. Obviously, I'm right there with you. I think it's a great point. And yeah. to be clear, he wasn't running as Reverend Trump. I I I, right. I think there was a, an opinion of his character by the time his name made it onto the ballot uh, that this wouldn't have changed. But essentially, and I just I want you to weigh in on this. Doesn't the prosecution basically hinge on the fact that he needs to convince a jury that Trump had no other reason for concealing uh, his relationship with Stormy Daniels beyond politics? When I think there's a really easy case to be made that he does have another interest being a family and everything else. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the hurdles they have. In other words, 
they have a number of hurdles before they even get there on the you know on the, whether there was even a misdemeanor here and, and whether the statute is run and then you know were, were these his assets or were they really the company's assets what you know he has to pin that down it's sort of vague in the in the um, the papers uh, but then assuming uh, it was uh, the company's assets that were were used to re to reimburse Cohen, who made the payment to Stormy Daniels. Uh, then, as you say, they they have to prove that there'd be no other reason for doing it other than the campaign. And uh, because it's not it's not a it's not a political contribution. It is it is a payment of a personal expense. I mean, the law is very clear that. That if someone goes and says, "Okay, here I'm going to give you stuff you can use in the campaign. Here's money. Uh, here's some in-kind contribution of food. You can use that for receptions and stuff. The kinds of stuff that are used in campaigns. But if you pay someone's personal expenses, some obligation the individual has, personal obligation, including hush money, then that's not a campaign contribution. That's the payment of a personal expense of the candidate." And that's okay if it would have been done quite apart from the election. Mm-hmm. Now, the role the election plays here, when an, when an election occurs, the leverage of blackmailers or extortionists or someone who mm-hmm. you know is threatening to go and make something public is at its peak. Mm-hmm. That's when that's when the value increases, and that's when people frequently say, "Hey, you know, I need some hush money." Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it, it's the kind of thing that may uh, an election may occasion the payment, mm-hmm. but the payment is to protect the person's reputation, family life, and so forth. And mm-hmm. you know, historically, I'm sure that there have been episodes in the past with, uh, as there are in most companies, where to protect the reputation, there there are uh, payments that are made. It happens all the time. It's one of the reasons I love having you on, though, is you get good intel. So you're basically telling me October every fourth year is a good shakedown month. Yeah, it's, it's perfect shakedown. <laughs> Listen, in this economy bar, my listeners yeah. got to get resourceful. You understand? Yeah. <laughs> we're, right. We're at six and a half percent, okay? We're looking at alternative means. You know, there was a movie, Major League, where they catch an older pitcher putting snot on the ball. And he goes, you put snot on the ball? And he goes, look, kid, I don't have an arm like yours. I got to try whatever I can, okay? That's where we're at in this Biden economy right now. Right. <laughs> we're talking but, about, but, you know, it's just uh, this is not the kind the corruption of the department uh, of not the department but of the justice system occurs when you pursue individuals rather than crimes you can say hey we're going to get this person let's figure out something we can charge them with mm-hmm. that's terrible yeah and I- the fact that so many people are willing to sit there and tolerate it this day uh, these days is bad i mean it, the american public is being um uh, sort of transformed into a mob or at least parts of the american public well well that's the part i think is so dangerous is like we have entered party over country territory where people yeah they think if it's good for the party well then what does it matter but that's where the damage to the country i think is being done um let me run one thing by you though okay because essentially what we had been discussing as the potential contents of this indictment turned out to be pretty accurate which would lead one to believe there might have been uh, a grand jury leak of information prior to the unsealing. Isn't that in itself a it's an e felony to leak grand jury information? Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, so, you know, that's what grand jury secrecy uh, is meant to protect is, you know, 
these things coming out early and uh, and the grand jury speaks through its indictment. Mm-hmm. So, but this happened when I was in office at the federal level too, leaks out of the department. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, that's part of the, that's part of the politicization of institutions where, these, uh, where you know, anything goes, the means justify, uh, I mean, the ends justify the means. They do whatever it's necessary to score their points, including leaking information that uh, is uh, confidential. It's, it's sad to watch. Well, I mean, if there's one nice thing, because I know this stuff kind of, you know, wears on you as someone who cares about the integrity of the justice system, you know, at least at the very least, at least the former president has been supportive of you on social media. <laughs> yeah, it was sort of weird. You know, I don't mind them taking shots at me. Uh-huh. Uh, but actually, I was out there making Def- the point. That, you're defending him. That, well, I was, I was, I I was mean, saying that this was not this was an unjust situation. This was not this was a political hit job. Mm hmm. And he went on a he went on a little tweet tirade early in the morning to say that I it was outrageous that I was on Fox. So he gets unhinged in the middle of the night, and he sort of proves the, he proves the point I made yesterday, which is he just lacks self control. Frequently, his own worst enemy. It, but yeah. that doesn't mean he should be treated the way he's being treated here. I, I agree a thousand yeah. percent. Uh, talking to former Attorney General Bill Barr. So are you saying this is all attributable to the lack of quality TV programming between the hours of 1 a.m. and 4 a.m.? Well, there's always Fox, right? I mean, that's general. <laughs> <laughs> that's the spirit. That's the spirit, Bill Barr. Well, he could have been yeah. watching a Gutfeld replay well, last night. I had you covered. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what he was, you know, he's probably doing. But he gets, you know, it's it's that tweet he put out with the baseball bat. Yeah. He did that in the middle of the night. And, mm-hmm. and that was a very, very uh, unwise thing to do. Uh, and, uh, you know. Well, let me ask you this, okay? As, as someone who's been around him, um, is he getting bad advice or is he not listening to good advice? Like, what would you characterize this as? Because there have been a lot of wild pitches. Like we said, it looks like he's being politically persecuted here, so they're in the wrong on that, but he doesn't always help his case. Do you think he listens to advice, or do you think he, you know, is he not surrounded by the best people, as he says? Like, what would you attribute it to? Well, since I've, you know, since I've known him, I think he's moved more and more uh, to the posture of not listening to advice, and ultimately, and he'll only listen to advice where it agrees with his predisposition, so... Um. If he if someone gives him advice he doesn't want to hear, he'll go to the next person. He'll just keep on looking around for someone to give him the advice he wants to hear. And a lot of the people who are around him now are people who know that, and they very much want to be part of his circle. And so they tell him what oh, he wants to hear. So it's a, it's a re, you know it self reinforces. It's uh... so bottom line is he he you know he doesn't you know, on many things he he does not have good judgment and uh he won't listen to advice and he surrounds himself with yes people and uh so the results are obvious so it reminds me of a book i read about uh elvis presley like towards the end the people who wanted to remain in the memphis mafia just had to be like yeah i think the rhinestones look good you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's right that's right trump's gonna be wearing rhinestones at his next rally uh yeah let- yeah right <laughs> Last question. Uh, It is spring. The weather has warmed up. Are we back into bagpipe season yet? Uh, Pretty close. Pretty close. Uh, So uh, I need to get in shape for that. I, you know, every every season I say I'll get in shape and play the pipes, but (laughs) more difficult than that. Okay, takes a lot of 
takes a lot of hot air. So. Yeah, well, listen, I just came yeah. from the gym, uh, Jim's Bar and Grill. But uh, we'll get some. <laughs> get a, get a, right. We'll get a workout in there sometime soon. You and me, I'll give you a call. We'll get one in. Right. Uh, yeah. I always appreciate your time, Attorney General Barr. Have a great day, my okay. man. Okay, good You're to talk to you, Jim. You Thanks. too. Yep. There he goes, the great Attorney General Bill Barr, who, to be clear, just spelled it right out. This matters. You know, he and the president can have differences, but he knows they're not treating the man fairly. That's why Bill Barr is on the show. I need adults. This isn't about personal relationships. This isn't about anybody's feelings. These are about the facts under the law. Okay, what they're doing to Donald Trump is wrong. You don't have to like them. You can like them. Don't have to. Still wrong. Doesn't change the law. The law, the interpretation of the law, the application of justice, like Barr said, they're going again. They're going after the person. And not the crime. I mean, they don't have a crime. They have a person. And that's where we are with our criminal justice system. And you understand world leaders, world leaders are weighing in on this. And they're saying, wow, the United States is doing that very thing that we've been made fun of for our whole lives. They're doing that very thing. They're jailing political enemies. Isn't the whole I mean, think about Ukraine. Okay, every dollar you have is going to Ukraine. And Putin is a thug and a dictator. And I believe that. And I don't support him. But what do we always criticize Putin for? Jailing his political opponents. And to be clear, sometimes he has uh, drugged his political opponents. Not, you know, put, <laughs> it's not a, not a great shelf life publicly opposing Vladimir Putin. But the point is, when you start jailing your political opponents, you're one step closer to all the other bad things people do to their political opponents in unhinged nations. That's where we are right now. So you understand this prosecution of Donald Trump is not what it represents in terms of sentencing or anything else. Like He's not going to jail. He has no prior offenses. The type of crime we're talking about would carry a maximum of four years in prison. That's not going to happen. OK, this is a garbage charge. It's a garbage indictment. But it's still significant because we've now opened the Pandora's box of charging presidents. Do you understand We've had 46 of them. Trump was the 45th. Joe Biden got elected as the 46th. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And what every one of those presidents had in common, they did different views, different backgrounds, different beliefs. But the one thing they all had in common is none of them had ever become the target of an overzealous Justice Department trying to weaponize its weight against them for political purposes. That's the first. That's the contribution Donald Trump makes to the history books. And he doesn't find himself in this position because Donald Trump has lost his mind and he's out of control. He finds himself in this position because the people on the other side of the aisle are nuts. They're crazy. Exactly. Jimmy Fallon. Nice kid, but a little dumb. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Everybody's over here trashing Alvin Bragg. Let's give him a chance to defend himself. The New York City District Attorney, the man who ran for office on vowing to get Trump, now attempting to do it by resurrecting a case that the feds didn't prosecute, the previous district attorney didn't prosecute. He's now trying to revive the case and tie it to the feds, 
who don't even want to prosecute it in the first place. He was asked about this yesterday by a reporter, a random act of journalism, if you will. The late, great Rush Limbaugh would call it. Here it is, clip five. Your predecessor took a hard look at this case and decided not to charge it. Federal prosecutors took a hard look at this case and decided not to charge it. Do you believe you have new evidence that led you to decide to charge this, or why now? Well, as I I just mentioned, we have uh, had available to the office additional evidence uh, that was not in the office's possession prior to my time here. Uh, And as to uh, your your, part of your question about the, the federal, we have a distinct and strong, I would say profound, independent interest in New York State. This is the business capital of the world. Uh, We regularly uh, do cases involving false business statements. Uh, That's the charge that's brought here, falsifying New York State business records. Straight clown. Okay, there's no explanation. He's flat out asked, okay? The feds took a hard look. Hard look, said no. Predecessor took a hard look, said no. Do you believe you have new evidence that led you to decide this? So he's leading sort of the witness here. And Bragg runs, yeah, we've got new evidence. What is the new evidence? They have nothing. Dude, I'm not saying this is because I'm running like the Donald Trump Radio Defense Fund. I'm telling you this as somebody who cares about the rule of law in this country. I live in a city where every woman carries two types of mace in their purse. Or they carry one type and a brass knuckle, one type and some type of firearm or some type of defensive weapon. Women walk New York in a state of horror. They move fast. They don't look at people. This isn't okay. This is not what a city is supposed to be anywhere in the world, let alone in New York. But we've tolerated that because, again, we are in a party over country America right now. That's why I say every day, hey, if you're a liberal, call in. I'll be your pal. We don't have to agree. Let's just agree to disagree. Remember doing that? The fact that we got to this childish place where it's just so much more important to beat the other guy. Yo, the other guy is your teammate. Other guy is your teammate. You live in the same country. As it goes, we go. This idea that people who don't have the same views as us should be portrayed as an enemy is what's allowed people to make peace with the fact that they'll now vote for politicians that'll destroy the city they live in. Because it's more important for them to get the win. Well, we beat the Republicans. Woo! But then a robber beat me on the one train. I've got a black eye. I'm not going to come out tonight. It's still swelling. I'm probably just going to Netflix and chill. That's what's going on in our country right now. It's disgusting. And it's just so intellectually lazy, and I'm just exhausted from it. So we got to turn this bus around because I'm just telling you, I'm because I care. This is just, uh, I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. Live from everywhere, USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are fired off. It's a wow. The thing's going on in the next two hours of this radio show. John o. Caldwell is coming by. He is, of course, a longtime Chicago resident that fled down to Florida because of the violent crime that's plaguing the city. Also took the life of his young brother, Christian. Really heartbreaking stuff. But despite all of that chaos, the people of Chicago just went out and elected another Democratic mayor. Someone who has a worse record on crime than even Lori Lightfoot. I mean, dude. Are we, I, this is a Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes? Obdi, 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 that's all, folks. Looney Tunes. Uh, 888-788-9910. Byron Donalds, also going to be in the house. 
from the 19th Congressional District of Florida. He watched the Alvin Bragg indictment yesterday and went on CNN, of all places, uh, and had this to say to Alvin Bragg. You sound insane. Do you realize that? You should be medicated. Very underwhelmed by the prosecution. 888-788-9910 if you want to weigh in on any of this. It is an all-skate. I say it every day. You're all welcome. Come by. It's a radio show. It's not like a rally. I'm not going to fight you and yell at you and scream at you. I don't care. I'm not an activist. That takes so much more energy than I have. Look at me. Look at a 45-year-old man. I got a kid, a wife. I'm I'm hungry. I'm always hungry, man. I'm just so... (laughs) I can't. All I ever want to do is talk about food. This is absolutely gross. I don't know. I'm on the road this weekend. I'm going to be in Bend, Oregon Friday night. The Tower Theater sold out. I am sorry. Uh, They actually sold it over capacity by two seats, so they're working that out. And I have it on good authority. We have less than 10 seats left to see me the following night in Boise, Idaho. They may have sold out by now, but that's where we were when we got off the air yesterday. So if you're in the Boise area and you want to see me at the Egyptian Theater Saturday night, you can check that out. It is an 8 o'clock show. Just like Leonard Skinner says in the song Little Girl. It's 8 o'clock in Boise, Idaho. Told my limo driver, Mr. Take Me to the Show. In this case, uh, it's 8 o'clock in Boise, Idaho. I'm an ex-taxi driver. (laughs) I need to get to the show. Uh, but the big show here on the East Coast was Alvin Bragg. Here is his explanation for why this happened. Clip three. As this office has done time and time again, we today uphold our solemn responsibility to ensure that everyone stands equal before the law. No amount of money and no amount of power changes that enduring American principle. You were lying your ass off. Okay, everyone's equal under the eyes of the law. Tell, tell that to the people who've been assaulted by the career criminal who has 90, 90 prior arrests that Alvin Bragg just set free last week. Tell that to the people raped, robbed, and assaulted. 52% of the time, the person raping, robbing them, or assaulting them has been let go under Alvin Bragg's woke Justice system. Everything woke turns to all politics, dude. It is all politics. If this is about oh the law and equal application of justice, yo, this is a case that's past the statute of limitations. And in order to revive it, if if in fact a judge doesn't throw it out, we need to tie this to another crime that wasn't even listed in the explanation. Here is John Yu, a Berkeley law professor. You've heard him on the show before. He worked under the Bush administration. Bush 43, Uh, but he is a Berkeley law professor. Berkeley, not exactly Mar-a-Lago monthly out there, the Berkeley publications. Uh, They are really like you couldn't buy a car off of them because it only goes left. It won't won't even go right. It won't even go straight down the middle. It only goes left. Here it is, clip 13. It doesn't actually describe the crime. Without that description of the crime, all you've got are a bunch of misdemeanors. The clock ran out over five years ago on um, bringing charges for this. They're not even that serious. You wouldn't even go to a grand jury for them. So the only way you can get it to a felony is that the misdemeanor, the cooking of the books, as it were, mm. has to be to conceal some other crime. That crime is never mentioned in the indictment. Yep. That's a serious flaw. I think Donald Trump might be able to get out of this case just because of the failure of this indictment to explain the crime. And then you've got a lot of other problems. With what crime is it? If it's a federal crime, I don't think... No. 
that Bragg is even allowed to prosecute a federal crime. So this is just one of the many legal flaws that are afflicting this indictment. And basically what he's saying is... Democrats are so full of crap. Totally. Okay. No, today is a day. It's important. A justice. A protecting democracy. You know, come on, man. Democrats are so committed to protecting democracy, they're now trying to jail their political opponents. Because that sounds like legitimate democracy to me. But here is Van Jones, just so we're clear. I played some CNN clips earlier. I'm going to give you some CNN clips later. So Van Jones, you have to understand who Van Jones is within the confines of CNN. He is one of may I probably the only respected person on television from CNN outside of the walls of CNN. I'm not telling you there are, you know, meaning people in CNN, like a Jake Tapper of the world, still has some leverage inside of CNN. He was kind of a legacy name, but he's really, like, embarrassed himself over the course of the Trump years and the Russian thing and the vaccine stuff and everything in between. When Jake Tapper became a little bit of a propagandist, he kind of entered clown town. But for whatever it's worth, Van Jones still has a really good reputation outside of CNN, and justifiably so because he's been willing to call balls and strikes. Now, I've seen Van Jones make statements I thought were ridiculous, embarrassing. He called Donald Trump's election a whitewashing of America, as if people elected Trump because we were white supremacists. Okay, Barack Obama preceded Donald Trump and won the overwhelming majority of white votes two times in a row. So how did we all become white supremacists, Van Jones? Were they we taking a prescription and we forgot to renew it and the racism kicked back in because our meds ran out? No, you were just being a clown. People swept up in the emotion of the moment. This is the biggest problem with right now, working in live television, working in live radio. I have the luxury, the reason I'm very good at this. It's not talent. I don't have any. Okay, my talent is eating. Okay, but I pay attention to people. I pay attention to the people around me. I pay attention to the precedents and the news stories I consumed as a civilian before I became one of the people on your TV talking about them live. Okay, in the age we live in, because of the omnipotence, the omnipotence of the news cycle in our lives, it's in your phone, right there in your hand, 24 hours a day. You go to a bathroom these days at a restaurant, they might be showing you news on TV. Okay, you get in your car, you're going to hear it. Go into your house, you're going to hear it. Every device you interact with, you're going to hear it. We went from an era where you might have got the newspaper delivered in the morning and read it and watched the 5 o'clock news later in the day to you never stop interacting with the news. And because of that, when a big story pops, like a Trump election or a Trump indictment, okay, there's such a pervasive feeling. Everybody becomes a prisoner of the moment. They attach more emotional significance to what's going on sometimes than is actually deserved. Okay, and they react to one morsel of their analysis and they inflate the worth of that analysis because of the emotions coursing through their body. I don't doubt that when Donald Trump got elected, a lot of minorities were bothered because he has had some, to put it lightly, uh, curious takes on minorities (laughs) over the years. Uh, but he wasn't a guy being like actively accused of racism. He was hiring people, living with people, interacting with people, working with people. He's Donald Trump's not a racist, not even close. But you understand if you had consumed in the omnipotence of the news cycle, he's a racist, he's a racist, he's a racist, he's a racist. And he won. In your head, you're like, well, hmm, 
maybe he's a racist. Maybe the whole country's racist. Holy hell. You're willing to disregard fact. Your emotions become your facts when the news cycle is as omnipotent as the one we're living in now. So people like Van Jones, who I respect greatly, he's respected outside the walls of CNN, takes a lot of positions I disagree with, but he takes several positions I agree with from time to time, and he deserves credit for that instead of the automatic knee-jerk reaction that you get out of somebody like Joy Reid. Joy Reid is a race-baiting loser. Oh, my God. Here she was last night trying to say, I'll give you this clip. Joy Reid actually said, it's like, it's so ironic Trump's being indicted by a black man. As if, for why? For what reason? Because Donald Trump spent $75 billion on opportunity zones in black communities? Or or, or some other reason of racial bias by Donald Trump? Like, oh, I don't know. The fact that he signed the First Step Prison Reform Act, which has freed over 300,000 nonviolent black drug offenders who were sentenced under the overzealous guidelines of the Joe Biden crime bill? Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? Now, Joy Reid, to her credit, she knows it's not racist. This is the gig. Like, this is the gig. You know, if you're going to go see Chumbawamba, they're going to sing, I'll get knocked down. But I'll get up again. That's the gig. You're in Chumbawamba. You're going to sing that song. If you're in Joy Reid, okay, you're going to sing racism. That's what you're going to do. Every night they tune in. White people turn into the black lady to tell them what the other white people are racist for doing. That's what goes. That's who are audiences. Self-hating white people who tune in to have a black woman point them in the direction of moral superiority. That's what she is. It should be playing Branson, Missouri at this point. It's like a, it's like a cartoon act. You know, that had a run of prominence and was respected at one point, but now it's become, you know, just straight up a caricature of itself. Here is Joy Reid. She does this. She busts out race for anything. But here it is last night saying the irony that a black man is prosecuting Trump. Again, Trump just freed nonviolent black drug offenders, over 300,000 of them. Trump pumped $75 billion into black communities. And oh, by the way, the Trump tax cuts made black households the single biggest increase of household wealth came in black households under Trump. But we live in an era where people's emotions are their facts. So yell racism. Some people will get emotion and embrace it as fact. Here it is, clip 16. The irony and sort of the karmic irony that it is a black DA that Donald Trump has to face um, and that he is getting the full, you know, he's being afforded all of the full protections of the law is something. What would you do with a brain if you had one? The irony. There's no irony. This is you living in a pretend world. But here is Van Jones, most respected guy in CNN, flat out telling you the whole case is garbage. Clip 14. If this is the only pebble that gets thrown at Donald Trump, uh, it's a very small pebble. If it's the first pebble in an avalanche of other indictments that strike more to the heart of, I think, people's core concern about Donald Trump, which is his threat to democracy. So if this is the first pebble, the next one is about the election interference in Georgia. The next one is about the, 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 the coup, the insurrection, January 6th. Uh, the next one's about him hoarding these documents and, and why. Then it, it begins to fit. But if this is the only pebble, it's not much of a pebble. And I do think it could... It could uh, uh, the, the backlash against this pebble might cow other people who might otherwise have been courageous enough to step forward. See the measured analysis, though? Okay, basically what he's telling you is if, you know, all those other crimes that we're all hoping will happen, if they don't actually get charged because they shouldn't, we can go back and blame it on Alvin Bragg. But the truth is, none of those other charges should be brought. 
Okay, these are not charges supported by fact. Trump didn't tell people to overthrow the government. They're not even being charged with trying to overthrow the government. They're being arrested for parading because a lot of them walked around the Capitol. Yes, some people broke windows. Not good. I condemned it. I was on the air live. I was like, dude, this ain't good. But it wasn't a coup. They weren't overthrowing the government. That's the omnipotence of the news cycle, of the Democrats convincing themselves their emotions are facts. They called it a coup enough that they started to believe it was a coup. Ergo, we must all want to go out and prosecute this coup, right? Wrong. That's where we are, though, when he talks about Georgia. If you've read the full transcript of the Georgia call, he doesn't say go make up votes. He says we believe, according to our reporting, there's over 50,000 outstanding votes in that state. We only need you to find the necessary votes to put us over the top. We don't need you to exhaust all your resources and all your money and all your time, but we'd appreciate a fair count in this election. That was the ask. And, of course, the Democrats turned it into, go make some fake ballots. Again, nobody lies more about the legitimacy for our elections than the Democrats. This is all an exercise in projection. But even when Van Jones says, well, the bigger threats from Trump, you know, like his threat to democracy. Hello. If you're worried about I don't know, threats to democracy? Maybe don't start jailing your political opponents. I think he's got a point. Jimmy Fallon. He's got great charisma. Yeah. He's always dressed fantastic. He has what I call it. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. If you want to turn a city around... You hire a bunch of cops, you put your faith in them, you train them properly, you get the hell out of the way, and shut up and let them do their job. I say this every day. We don't have crime problems in this country. We have stupid problems. The police are beyond capable of enforcing crime. But time and time again, voters in liberal cities keep electing people like District Attorney Alvin Bragg or, oh, I don't know, maybe the new mayor of Chicago, okay, Cook County Commissioner Brandon Johnson, defeating... Chicago Public School CEO Paul Vallis last night. Vallis, of course, had the support of the police unions, Chicago voters, uh, people who have seen homicides hit a 25-year high in 2021. They saw a slight drop in 2022. But car theft is currently up 114% in Chicago since 2018. Other thefts have increased by 32% since Lori Lightfoot got into office. Just last year, motorcycle theft increasing by 102% and overall theft by 56%. But Chicago has gone out and they have elected another progressive Democrat whose crime policies are worse, worse than Lori Lightfoot's. Thank you for the education, gentlemen. We've just received a Ph.D. in stupidity. It is a stupid problem, not a crime problem. It is a stupid problem. Okay, now you've got local elected officials telling Chicago residents just leave town. Don't don't live here. Like literally quitting on a municipality of a once great town. Frank Sinatra sang about it. You know, Chicago. I, I just funny. I went on my honeymoon in Chicago. You guys don't know that. Uh, Jenny and I got married in Ohio. And at the time I was scheduled to go on the road and do some, you know, ridiculous comedy gigs. So us liking food and sports and everything in between, we drove over to Chicago for a week and we basically just ate deep dish pizza and called each other a lot of names at Cubs games. That's actually it's actually what we did. 
Okay, we drank old-style beer and ate a lot of deep-dish pizza. That was our honeymoon. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. It was a great way to go through a honeymoon. Jenny and I had a great time. But the point is, I love Chicago. I have great reverence for the people in the city of Chicago. They've always been phenomenal to me when I go there. Uh, But we are living in a moment now where there's such an indifference to the quality of life and to the loss of life that local civic leaders are telling people to just leave. They don't care. It's not going to get better anytime soon. You You cannot in good conscience tell people who are trying to raise families no, no, it's, it's good here. It's worth you slugging it out for another 10 years and possibly losing a member of your family. It's not. Chicago is lawless. It is out of control. And it's about to get a hell of a whole lot worse. Gianno Caldwell, who's joining us in the next break, his brother Christian was killed in Chicago as a teenager. Okay? And the response from the mayor, the response from the city was, like, oh, you know, it must be some right-wing racist to bring this up. What do you mean? We're talking about the black on black crime. What? No, come on. Racism, white supremacy, January 6th. Okay. The idea that the people yelling racism just got back into power means the only place where the race card still works is where the people are actually dying from an indifference to policing the most. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Of course, I am up here in New York City at Fox News headquarters. But I can tell you for a fact that the clubs aren't open in Miami right now. And I know that because this next guest was available to come on our show. He is a superstar Fox News contributor. The lovely and talented Gianno Caldwell is back. Hey, man. Listen, don't assume the clubs in Miami aren't open. We don't know that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us now from the Champagne Room. <laughs> exactly right. Popping bottles, doing TV and radio hits. What a life. Uh, are you down in Florida right now? Yeah, I'm in Miami right now. You're damn right you are. Good living, man. Uh, New York is, as you'd imagine, a little bit of a mess. We uh, you know, got this Alvin Bragg indictment yesterday and the Trump thing and everything in between. But I think the frustration with Alvin Bragg really quick, and we're going to talk about your hometown of Chicago, is the same. We're going after everything but what we should be going after, which is violent crime. A hundred percent. And I'm going to tell you this mayoral election result from yesterday in Chicago. You know, I think about the term and definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. However, this result <laughs> in Chicago is going to be worse than Lori Lightfoot. This guy is like, oh, yeah, during his victory speech yesterday, we're going to invest in preventative measures oh, to prevent crime. That's great. Mm-hmm. But what about the people who are going to commit the crime no matter what? what are you going to hold them accountable? Are you going to support the law enforcement officers who have been uh, uh, demoralized from doing their jobs in Chicago? Mm -hmm. How are you going to go around Ken Fox, the county prosecutor, uh, whom him, Brandon Johnson, has called a beacon of integrity? He says he has so much integrity. That's what Brandon Johnson said. This is also the one who uh, dropped the charges on the Jesse Smollett hoax. So I, I just... I don't know. I know what we can expect. As you know, my brother, baby brother Christian, was murdered June 24th of last year. Mm -hmm. This result has him and many, many other 
victims of violent crime who've gone on to be with the Lord or gone on to be wherever rolling in their graves right now. This is a disgrace. And I don't understand how residents of the city of Chicago even came to vote for him. I know that there was a lot of identity politics involved in yep. this. He weaponized the black residents of Chicago against Paul Vallis. He said, like Mayor Louis Lightfoot attempted to do, who mm. wasn't successful. But he said, hey, you got to vote for me. I'm the black candidate. Yep. At this particular point, Brandon Johnson, if you're listening, who gives a damn about what color you are? We just want to be safe. We want to be protected. We don't want our taxes to go up. We want school choice. We want fiscal responsibility. And we want people to be able to have a great life. That's what this is about. Public safety is a given. That's what it's supposed to be. As an American city and an American, uh, American citizen in an American city, public safety is supposed to be something that you just get by living there. This isn't a gift. This is what I should live as my life. I live in Miami, Florida. Do you think I'm concerned about somebody busting me upside the head and murdering me? I don't have that inclination. I mean, I'm from Chicago, so I keep my head on the swivel. If folks <laughs> knows what that means, I'm always looking around. Yeah. But at the same time, there's people who feel enormously safe here. You cannot say the same thing about Chicago at this time. No, it's terrifying. Gianno Caldwell is on the line, Fox News contributor. Um, the thing that drives me crazy, uh, and it's something that you mentioned, is he kind of ran on you know racial animus and the whole you know playing of the race card. But what's crazy to me is you know. It only works anymore in society in the places where it shouldn't, meaning people in Chicago are, you know, faced with such an indifference to death by their local elected officials, but they are still voting for this. That's the part that drives me crazy. Like, how do you actually break the cycle? Because the numbers are well beyond what should be acceptable in any society, as you said. So how do we how I mean, can it be done? Can you get people away from the identity politics that dominate Chicago or do you tell them to leave? Like, what do you do? I mean, what you have to understand is Chicago is a very segregated city. There is a lot of poor people there. Mm -hmm. They're in the black and brown communities, African-American, Hispanic communities. And it is very easy to put the umbrella or at least I thought, you know, before Lori Lightfoot put the umbrella of this person is black. We got to support them because they're black mm -hmm. and they have a chance to win. But I just assumed wrongly, mm -hmm. obviously that Brandon Johnson using the same rhetoric as Lori Lightfoot had, it would fail because we've seen the results of Lori Lightfoot, but apparently his calls for additional social programs, more money for this, that, and the other, we're going to raise taxes, $800 million, almost a billion dollars, up to a billion dollars, and some estimates that was given, mm -hmm. it worked. And I think also part of the reason that we don't have a Paul Vallis is they said that he was a Republican. They went through a social media post. Mm -hmm. There was a number of posts that attacked Democrats. He said that he didn't know how those got there. Who knows what that was about? But he attacked a number of Democrats nationally and locally. So they said he was a Republican, and that's probably one of the biggest reasons why he lost so too close to the police for some of these folks in some of these communities and the fact that they believed that he was a Republican. And it is just unbelievable considering what we've experienced in Chicago. Yeah. If you are an African-American student, mm -hmm. and I'm talking 
this is something that I think a lot of people, especially if you're you're living there, understand. One out of 20 black students can't do math at their grade level. That's crazy. Violent crime is up 62% in Chicago. You have issue after issue that impacts the most marginalized communities within that city. And you also have now, because for the white elites, because you know the white liberals, they do what they do, Mm -hmm. especially white women liberals. They really, they you know, the Karens and all of them. (laughs) But they cut you a check. No, I'm being honest. (laughs) Those, Those folks also supported the very progressive, all of that. Even though these folks were being robbed, yep. they were being murdered, they were being shot at. Yep. You, it, Terry Duffy, the CEO of CMM, CME Group, mm-hmm. a $5 billion company, his wife was uh, robbed mm-hmm. on robbery. Like you got some of the most liberal people who give money to Joe Biden and every Democrat they can imagine. They saw what it was like to experience life in these marginalized communities, in their very wealthy, upscale communities. And a lot of them still voted for Brandon Johnson. It is insanity on steroids, Jimmy, and that's the only way I can explain it. Well, you said it really well. Gianno Caldwell is on the line. He is a Fox News contributor. Uh, a guy who actually cares about his town. That we used to do that in this country. It was a thing we used to do, and uh, it's it, it blows my mind, man. It really it really does because Chicago is happening. We all know it's happening, and it's happening in a lot of cities around the country right now. This is not isolated to just Chicago, but I know it's so specifically you know frustrating and heartbreaking for you, given your experience with your family and the fact that you're from there, but. When I look around at the country and I look around at the state of politics, the thing you often hear Democrats say is they say, you know, Republicans, they're voting against their own interests. But in theory, there is nobody voting harder against their own interests right now than a black voter that continues to support the Democratic Party because everything they're offering is not a deliverable that will improve your quality of life. It's not crimes better. It's not schools are better. It's we're going to call other people racist. That's the deliverable. Like in what I, I, I don't know. I don't know how this continues to work. I know what you said. It's segregated and people have this position. But do you think on a whole this is bigger than that? It's just as simple as we officially got to this place where your party is more important important than your country and maybe your party's more important than your well-being uh well listen jimmy i'm gonna tell our audience right now follow me on social media at giano caldwell g-i-a-n-n-o caldwell c-a-l-d-w-e-l-l continue the conversation with me what i will tell you is this jimmy mm-hmm. in the city of chicago on the south sides and west sides of chicago where the majority of black and hispanic folks live Mm -hmm. they've never ever met a republican they've never met a republican if they go and meet me they'll be like wow this is my first experience (laughs) ever meeting a republican better yet even a black conservative this would be the first time i even wrote a book on it it's called taking for granted how conservatism can win back the americans that liberalism failed Mm -hmm. what is necessary in this environment isn't something that could have happened here with Paul Vallis. Paul Vallis is a Democrat, and people called him a Republican, and I think literally he is probably a secret Republican. Uh That's fine. That's all good. He's a secret Republican. But it has to be normalized in a way that people don't run away when these terms are used. Yes, one of the weapons that the Democrats have been for many years, decades even, if there's any Republican that may appeal even a little bit 
oh, this person is a, uh, a racist. Mm-hmm. And what happens after that? Republicans, beyond Trump, because when Trump came, he never ran away from mm-hmm. any of these isms and terminology. He kept going forward like a bull in a china shop. Yep. What would often happen is Republicans would shy away. They would stop talking about the issues of impact in those communities. Like you remember Trump said, what do you have to lose? Your schools yeah. are no good. Your neighborhoods are effed mm-hmm. up. Like, you know, all yeah. of these different things. And, I mean, was it a lie? I just gave you a stat that yeah. said one out of 20 black students can't do math at their grade level. Yeah. That's a real thing. And one out of 20 students. We have a number of failing schools in Chicago. Look at Baltimore. Mm-hmm. We can go all around the country, Jimmy. We can do a tour because yep. we, we, we got to get people laughing instead of crying because that's how effed up it is in so many of these communities. Marginalized time and time again and marginalized in part because of the people in which they vote for, the policies in which they're giving. Oh, yeah, we can't do math and do math tests because they're racist now. How – much of an idiot do you have to be to believe that how much of an idiot do you have to be to say that this is where we are as a country it is not where it should be then there's going to be a lot of people lost lives lost included in the city of chicago because they're murdered because of the policies that have been implemented but a lot of lives lost because of the misinformation that is being pushed out by the democratic party which people have absolutely capitulated to it's so crazy the only thing i can add though is the idea of me and you going on a tour brings up the issue of the bar tab who the hell how the hell (laughs) How do you how do you cover something like? I mean, I'm serious. This is a real consideration of mine. Is uh, you know, they're gonna pay us for the gigs and stuff, but we should be sponsored by something. Is there some kind of fancy celebrity vodka or something that would sponsor us? I mean, what's what's that one ad they run on Fox News all the time for aches and pains? Maybe we should reach. (laughs) You guys have a vodka. (laughs) You guys. I mean. That, I'm a tequila guy myself, but yeah, let's definitely do it. I mean, Listen, <laughs> let's go. Let's, I'm sure one of the Fox News fans reach out to me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Gianno Caldwell. Who's picking up the bar tab? Let's go and have fun. Thank you. I'm telling. We'll save the country. Make America drink that's again. It. How about that? Make that's America it. drink it. again. Thank you, Jimmy. Love you, buddy. See Talk you, buddy. Soon. Be good. There he goes, Gianno Caldwell. There we go. Back after this. Critics are calling it the show of the year. Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. just dying if they made the movie casino about a television network cnn has entered the house of the rising sun phase of the movie if you remember in casino when this song starts playing things take a real bad turn for the people running the tangiers mobsters start getting whacked people disappear Poor Joe Pesci has a pretty long afternoon out in the desert. It's not a real good sequence to watch. I'm going to be honest, it's kind of hard to stomach. Well, in the TV version 
of Casino, there are things at CNN that are really flying south for the winter. CNN is the worst. Maybe so. But Don Lemon, wow, man. They already got rid of Chris Cuomo, as you remember, because there were all kinds of shenanigans involving him and his brother, Hansy Andy Cuomo. Andy! Andy! And, of course, they whacked Jeff Zucker. Because he had uh, some office etiquette issues pretty similar to those of Andrew Cuomo. You ever seen a grown man naked? But Chris Licht, who took over CNN, was supposed to turn things around. You don't understand. It's going to get better now. (laughs) The ratings are physically never, ever, never, ever been lower in the history of the channel than they are right now. And, of course, Chris Licht tried telling people, no, no, we're pivoting to the center. We're not going to be this big anti-Trump network anymore. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. But lo and behold, they did demote Don Lemon. He was the one guy who didn't get fired. They fired Brian Stelter so he could chase his lifelong dream of being a before model. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. But Don Lemon survived. Okay, he was a primetime anchor that was devoted, demoted, demoted to a three-person show in the mornings. But as you know, he was famously yanked off the air for saying women past (laughs) the age of 50 are past their primes. What an idiot. I mean, seriously, anybody who wants you to believe women over 50 are past their primes has never seen my search history. What the hell did you just say? But lo and behold, Variety. There is an article out. They're getting ready to whack Don Lemon at CNN. It's the House of the Rising Sun is playing underneath the text of the article I'm about to read you. Don Lemon's misogyny at CNN exposed malicious texts, mocking female co-workers, and diva-like behavior. That can't be good. No, not if you're Don Lemon, because basically what they're telling you is when the network, this is the kind of thing that leaks out of the network. This is not them trying to protect a talent. This is trying a network trying to create an environment where they can fire a talent And no one will be sad to see him go. Bingo. Now, I got to tell you, I met Don Lemon. I met him at a party last year at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. And I... This guy's a serious ass. I really thinks a lot of himself. A lot of himself. I met him at a second party this year. Me and Kennedy ran into him. And, uh, you know, cordial. But you could tell you were around someone who's like, wait, who are you? Why are you talking to me? Don't you understand I'm on the lowest cable rated cable news network in the country. Who are you? Some Fox News guy? Oh, wait, did some guy who guest hosted the highest rated late night show in the country right now? Do you realize who I am? <laughs> Do you know who I think I am, bro? <laughs> That's Don Lemon. Thinks he's cool. But anyway, uh, there's a variety piece out right now detailing at great length Don Lemon's exploits when it comes to misogyny and putting down the women he works with. It dates all the way back to 2008. And it says, Lemon has disrespected female colleagues Nancy Grace on the air, Soledad O'Brien during an editorial editorial meeting. Uh, But his his antipathy towards Phillips, who he co-hosts the show, uh, (laughs) is rising to the level of they have a real hard time dealing with him and his interactions with women. Now, again, this is the kind of detailed inside baseball stuff that doesn't get out there unless the network wants it to, which means in the movie Casino, Don Lemon is now playing the role of Joe Pesci. 
And that doesn't end good in his career. Good goodness. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. The high-flying, death-defying Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. Fired up in this hour, Byron Donald, superstar representative from the great state of Florida, is going to stop by and discuss the indictment of Donald Trump. He did not sound happy about it on CNN this morning. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. He was. He's passionate, B.D. It's going to be It's going to be a chippy hour, uh, but you're welcome to pack the foil and join us. Play some old-style hockey. 888-788-9910. Everyone is welcome. It is an all-skate. If you went, if you went to roller rinks as a kid, you remember an all-skate? That just meant everybody. Everybody get out there and skate. You know, they used to break it down. They'd, like, slow down the night. And they'd say, like, it's just the couples. And you could hold hands and, you know, go around the roller rink. It's usually when the fat kids like me were playing video games. But they had a couple skate for the couples. They'd skate. Then they'd have, like, adjust the boys and adjust the girls. You know, we'd put down the Miss Pac-Man or whatever. We were playing Double Dragon. That was my go-to arcade game as a kid, Double Dragon, where they had the gang fights. It could be the blue guy and the red guy. You could hit somebody with a barrel. You could hit him with a chain-link fence. Okay, weird stuff. Double dragon, like you were allowed to have like street justice uh, where you fought dirty. And it's very apropos in this moment because we're living in the political version of double dragon where you can just pick up anything and hit somebody with it. What's that, an indictment for a campaign finance violation that's passed its statute of limitations? Hit them with it. All right, throw a quarter in. Let's go. And that's what's going on. We're playing double dragon. That's what this indictment was. In that people on the left who warn you about the death of decorum and standards and mores and faith in our institutions are corrupting our faith in institutions more than anything, more than anyone. Okay, when you think about like Donald Trump, oh, the election of Donald Trump is going to undermine people's faith in our institutions. They were right. But what they didn't tell us, it was that they were going to be the ones damaging that faith. Okay, Donald Trump didn't tell the FBI and the intelligence community to pretend he was a Russian asset controlled by Vladimir Putin. They did that on their own. Donald Trump didn't tell the Democrats to impeach him for withholding aid in Ukraine even after Ukraine had received the weapons. They did that on their own. Donald Trump didn't tell 51 former intel officials to write a letter saying the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation They did that on their own. Hunter's a dirtbag. Maybe so. But you understand when you're talking about losing faith in institutions, it's the institutions that are inflicting the harm on themselves. Okay, we're now talking about this Mar-a-Lago. Classified documents. Rate them. FBI. All in. This is double dragon stuff. Hit the guy with anything you want. Joe Biden. Classified documents at his house. He had them there from his vice presidency, a time where he didn't have the security clearance Trump did to take home anything that was highly sensitive. But he took him home. Did Joe Biden get an FBI raid? The answer would be no. Weird. I'm telling you it's bad for the country when we're playing Double Dragon. Good video game. Bad country. Okay, the Democrats are administering a two-tiered justice system. 
and that's bad, even if you're a Democrat, if the norm becomes prosecuting one's political enemies, the process between where we are and a banana republic is very short. And understand, I make this case, I make this argument, because we've had Democrats found guilty of campaign finance violations. Hillary Clinton found guilty of one. Yep. And of course, Barack Obama also found guilty of a campaign finance violation. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. All right, fine. But the point is, were either of them criminally prosecuted? The answer would be no. Weird. So let's talk about this brag thing. Because the media tried to sell it. Some of them tried to sell it. This is a sad day. We're heartbroken. Always heartbroken. If they think it hurts Trump, they see this as a win. It's like, remember when they impeached Trump the first time? And they had that somber walk to deliver the articles of impeachment led by Nancy Pelosi, who told you she was so upset. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. But do you remember that? I'm not happy for America. I'm sad. My husband and I were just getting a hot stock tip. (laughs) I just made a quick 30 million, but I'm bummed out. I was just telling Chuck Schumer I'm so bummed out. Chuck Schumer is a clown. Totally. But the point is they tried selling it. Oh, this is a, it's a bad day for the country that we're cooking up this manufactured attempt to take down a political rival. It's a sad day for the country. It is a sad day for the country. But it's only a sad day because we are manufacturing a moment to make it sad. You want to know why one of the reasons people don't like Major League Baseball extra inning rules where the inning just begins now with a guy on second? is because the guy didn't earn his way to second place. It is a manufactured moment. You are manufacturing a moment in a baseball game and giving us this artificial intensity. We have a manufactured moment when it comes to Donald Trump right now. Okay? You don't have to like Donald Trump. Hate him. Hate him so much. When you get done with me today, go back and watch old Celebrity Apprentice episodes. Hate him even more. Hate him as much as you want. It's not going to change the fact that what they're doing under the laws in this country is total bull****. Let me give you this, okay? I'm going to give you some media reaction to them telling you it was sad. And I'm going to give you some honest media reaction from places like CNN that I bash constantly that have, you know, paid their rent and not paid their rent based on the latest returns. (laughs) (laughs) But their M.O. has been bashing Trump and even CNN. Okay, flat out said, you know who? I don't see this working. Okay, but let's start sad because they wanted us to start sad. Here's a media montage courtesy of Graby, and they put this together. Clip seven. It's a sad day for America. Hard stop. I have fought Trump for a long time, but I'm sad that this has happened. How are you feeling about a historic day? You know, it's it's sad. Because it's a sad moment to see a former president have to do this, even though we feel it could lead to justice. If, if, if you if you don't see this, it's a sad day for America. It's a sad day for America. It's a sad day. Well, I don't think anybody can consider it a good day. Regardless of anything, it's just really sad. It's a sadness, I, I think, uh, that we got to this point. And this is a day of profound sadness that an ex-president uh, is indicted, but it's also a time to celebrate. I'm so- Did you hear that last line? Sad day for the president. But it's also a time to celebrate. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, I get it. Why? Celebrate because you're going after your guy. 
That's what they want. This has been their number one sexual fantasy since Donald Trump came down the escalator. We got to get this guy. Oh, if we could just get this guy, honey. Things are going to be so hot between us again. I'm telling you, they get Trump, girl. You better watch it. (laughs) Take the phone off the hook. Daddy's working late tonight, girl. They love, love the idea of getting Trump, but it's not healthy. You don't have to like Trump to know this isn't healthy. Okay? And when I say not healthy, I mean taking a precedent that has stood for 246 years and throwing it out the window over nothing. Okay, let me be very clear. The Democrats have brought charges against Donald Trump in the past that would justify prosecuting a president. If Trump colluded with Russia to overthrow an election, Trump would be justifiably prosecuted. But we had a Mueller probe. Did Trump collude with Russia? The answer would be no. Listen, if Trump withheld aid from Ukraine, which is his right as a president, but if he did so in a criminal manner, okay, you can't charge a sitting president, okay, but would it have been, I don't know, worthwhile to throw a guy out of office over that if it rose to the level they said it did? Then yes. But we had the impeachment hearing. The Democrats presented their evidence. Did it rise to that level? The answer would be no. Really weird. Talk about tax fraud, okay? We were told as long as we get the taxes, the Trump taxes. You don't understand. We're going to get the Trump taxes, girl. Oh, girl, we're going to get them taxes. They got the taxes. And, you know, everything that happens with Trump. Trump has a bad round of golf, at least to the press. You know, he shot a 88 on the back nine. What was going on? Was he tweeting? I don't know what happened. Comes right out. Did they leak after six years? If we got to get the taxes, they're bad. He's a criminal. The tax is criminal. Bad. Got to see him. Let's get him. Got to get him. Come on. The taxes. They actually got the taxes. Did they leak them to the public? The answer would be no. You want to know why? Because the taxes made him look a lot better than they were saying. Oh, wow. They leak everything. They leaked the story once that said he gets two scoops of ice cream and his guests get one. Do you remember that? And the only person that pissed off was Chris Christie. But the point here is the Democrats told us Trump stole classified documents, was selling nuclear secrets. Folks, if that was true, prosecute a president. Of course you prosecute him. But for a $130,000 payment to a porn star past the statute of limitations at a time when 52% of the violent crimes in your city are going unprosecuted? We're going to go back to the year 2016 by tying it into a federal statute, something you don't even have the local jurisdiction to prosecute. This is a good day for America. That's the claim. It's a day to celebrate. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. They're in a really unhealthy place. Here's former U.S. Attorney Brett Tolman breaking it down. Clip 12. I got to tell you, I was hoping to, to learn something in the indictment. I was hoping that we might be surprised that maybe they had some substance. But I've never seen uh, uh, an indictment like this. I've brought indictments with multiple counts, and I had to show that there were multiple transactions and occurrences and different frauds in order to add every single count. All this was was a a different take on the exact same uh, issue and and allegation 34 times. Uh, I I guess I've, I've never seen anything like this, and it's not surprising. And it it goes to how 
how careful Alan, Alvin Bragg has been in, in presenting this case. Man, and what is he saying to Alvin Bragg? You suck, you jackass. And if you don't believe me, here's Carrie Cordero over at CNN. Now, you know what she was booked to do yesterday? She is a C- CNN legal analyst. Show up. Tell the viewers Trump's going to die in prison. That's the gig. Okay, Michael Cohen, Trump's old fixer, and Lanny Davis, who's just an actual, like, next time I meet him, I've met him before, I got to stare down at his feet because I would swear he's wearing a size 28 shoe because he's a circus clown. (laughs) Lanny Davis said over the weekend, remember this. Oh, no, no, no. There's more in these indictments than we're talking about. Where do you see it? No, no, there's a lot. There's going to be hidden stuff. There's going to be crimes we haven't even discussed. This ain't even Story Daniels. This is bigger than stuff. There's stuff going on. Bragg's got evidence. You're going to see some things when this is out. <laughs> Nothing. But they trotted those guys out anyway with no regard for the toxic effect that has on society. It's like Russian collusion and anything else. Just come on and tell our viewers what they want to hear. Give them the confirmation bias. Trump, bad. Orange man, bad. All your problems are Trump's fault. Bad. Okay, but here's Carrie Cordero. That's the gig. You're a CNN legal analyst. Apparently she didn't get the memo because Carrie Cordero gave a very frank and honest assessment of this indictment, and it wasn't the one CNN viewers were looking for. Excuse me. I pluralized them. It's viewer. Clip 15. Is it what you thought it was going to be, and are you unimpressed? It, it is what I thought it was going to be uh, in terms of focusing on the payments that were made, the falsification of the records, and really tied to the payment that was made to Stormy Daniels, uh, in terms of a case that's being brought against a former president, it's a little underwhelming. Um, <laughs> there's, there's not more to it. Uh, there's not more violations, tax violations. Um, there's not an incredible new set of facts that we didn't know about publicly. It's really the facts of this case as they have existed for basically almost seven years. Yep. Alvin Bragg was going to show up and drive Trump's political career off into the sunset. We got this new information coming out. There's this big indictment. Hop in, Trump. We're driving to jail. It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be talking to Byron Donalds in the next break for the 19th Congressional District of Florida. BD throwing the challenge flag. He was on CNN yesterday, and uh, it was fascinating stuff. But right now, his opening act, listening on WVMT up in Salisbury, Vermont. Dennis is on the line. Yo, Dennis. Jimmy, I've been trying to wrap my head around uh, D.A. Bragg's indictment for the last two days. Good and luck with that. I'm not the smartest call that you have, but... Put your thinking cap on because I'm going to throw a Latin term at you and a couple of legal concepts. Conditio sine qua non means the condition without which nothing. And the New York State falsification of business records charges, 34 of them, fall apart if the mysterious federal crime of which Trump, like everyone else, is presumed innocent, is first proven. Each element beyond the reasonable doubt to a fair jury in a unanimous vote. Mm-hmm. So, the so, bo- yeah, go ahead. 
So if we don't have a federal conviction, we don't have any New York crimes. In court, crime is not a, a statistical uh, abstract. It's an event. Yep. And all crimes require criminals. And if, we, we, you know, if they're not going to show that Trump committed a federal crime, which is not the purview of a New York state prosecutor. Yep. So if they're not going to uh, prove that, the case is falling apart. And if they... And if they're going to just do away with that, then I want earthquakes, hurricanes, and tornadoes criminalized. <laughs> it is, it's, it's a real leap of faith to say they could win this case. But again, they were able to bring the case because they found a jury pool liberal enough to just take orders from this prosecutor. So I honestly, I don't know that Trump is going to get a fair trial here, but it's such a garbage charge. Like, you know this. Like, when CNN did not get on the air yesterday hoping to tell their viewers this was a garbage charge, okay? They had party hats. Like, they, if you worked at CNN, you spent the previous day at Party City planning for an office gala. And you wound up getting these garbage charges. It's very, it's underwhelming. Did you hear by Bill Barr earlier by chance? I did. Yeah. So Barr basically laid it out as good as anybody can. Like we've we've just gotten to this place where they have, you know, they're weaponizing the justice system. There's no other way to say it. And you got all the violent crime here in New York through the roof. And we're going after the pretend crimes instead. It's not good. I might have to move to Vermont. Yeah. Uh, just, um, Please uh, tell the majority of Chicago voters to um, please don't come to Vermont. No, oh, <laughs> no, they are. The idea that they elected another Democrat but with the record that they have, it's sad. You know, people will say like, oh, you know, these people vote for this, so, you know, they deserve it. But I, I still have enough empathy inside of me as a human to not want people subjected to what just happened. But, yeah, Chicago is Whew, it is a strong sell. If it was a stock right now, you move that stock immediately. Uh, Dennis, you still got it, man. I appreciate you taking the time to call in, buddy. Byron Donalds has to try to follow that heat, but BD can do it. Self-proclaimed best-dressed man in Congress, the man with the most swag in Washington, D.C., joins us not to drain the swamp but to share the contents of its closet next. They are playing Enter the Dragon on Fox Across America. Can only mean one thing. They must have saw our next guest going full Bruce Lee on CNN yesterday. Joining us now to take us inside the blow-by-blow account. He is a superstar representative from the 19th Congressional District of Florida. Byron Donald's back on the show. Hey, man. Hey, so real quick, Jimmy. The, you know, my phone was on speaker. You know, while you were in break and I could hear the music and I was like, is that my theme music they're playing? <laughs> you damn right it was. That's your intro. Your intro is Enter the Dragon. <laughs> Do you feel okay. th- is that warranted? Can you sign off? Can you co-sign this? I mean, you know, it might be more like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in a Bruce Lee movie as opposed to Bruce Lee himself. But, you know, I can get with it. <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Lee. It's a spinoff series. It's a, <laughs> The Wayans Brothers put it out. It's good. You're going to love it. It's going to be great. <laughs> I get you a walk-on role. It's going to be great. Um, let me jump in. I got so much for you. First of all, by the way, we haven't set a date, but I'm supposed to be down in Naples at the Comedy Club in October. 
So oh, you are? Yeah, I, we didn't figure out the date. Like Fox approved it. I'm just trying to work the date out with the club. But uh, there's a damn good chance I'm going to be down there. And uh, if that's if that's a thing, you know what I'm saying? You might have to stop by the champagne room after the show. Uh, well, first of all, I know the comedy club. There is no champagne room. So let's just establish <laughs> that one. Let me make sure we're clear for the people listening all across America. Uh, number two, man, I'm going to come in incognito. I'm not trying to be in your material. No, no. <laughs> Stop it. You're on the inside, BD. No way. You're in an autonomous zone of comedy. I ain't coming at you. You know that. Um, but, I, but I said yes because I also did get an envy, invite uh, from one of your colleagues, you know, our, our mutual great friend, Kat Kamek. Uh, wanted me to come down to her hometown and do a gig for some organization. But the thing about it is, okay, because, you know, I love Kamek and she's great on the show. But I don't know that I could do a weekend with her and not come back to work Monday with a face tattoo. Yeah, that's very possible. You know, Kat, you know, she, you know, she gets you in some trouble now. That's what make I mean. Sure I, make sure she knows I said it. America, <laughs> messing around with Kat Kami, you're going to be in some trouble. That's, okay. that's what I'm saying. She comes on the show. She's talking about, like, rodeo parties and stuff. Like, that's, you know, it's not a safe move for me. So, defense wins <laughs> championships. We may punt to Naples on that one. But let's talk really quick. I saw the, yeah. uh, the, the indictment came down yesterday. You were talking about it on CNN, which I love. I love going on the, uh, you know, crossing the aisle. I've told you that in the past. And I saw the clip that you posted of you, you know, basically dressing down this indictment for what it was. What did Wolf say back to you? Did he agree? Did he push back? Because all the CNN clips I've played were them saying it was underwhelming and it was garbage. All he was saying was like, but it's in the indictment. And I was like, what's in the indictment? <laughs> like, what's in there? And Wolf was like, but it's in the indictment. I said, Wolf ain't nothing in there except the fact that Alvin Bragg is trying to say to America that he knows of a, a crime associated with Donald Trump withholding information in the 2016 election. Mm-hmm. And he knows so well he can't even write it down in a criminal indictment. That's how much he knows, which means he knows nothing, which means that all they're trying to do is figure out this bookkeeping foolishness in New York mm-hmm. and trying to find a way to make it a felony. But by the way, if you pull an armed robbery in New York right now in Manhattan, he's going to downgrade that to a misdemeanor. I mean, what's really going on? It's it's sick to think that's the case, but it's a real number, man. Fifty two percent of the violent felonies have been downgraded. So we're going after a pretend crime at a time when we're not prosecuting real ones. And the fact that he didn't name the crime. okay, just getting away from legal analysis. Here's some basic life analysis. Everybody listening has been set up on that blind date where they won't tell you if the person's good looking or not. You ask five different ways. You know, I got this girl. How's she look? Oh, great personality. You know what I'm saying? You like sports. She likes sports. Is she hot? Oh, dude. You know, that's the thing. And when we can't name the crime, but you hinge the whole prosecution on that crime, in your opinion, like, didn't he out himself in that moment as just trying to grab the clout of a guy prosecuting Trump so maybe he could fail upward in his party? Because there's no way you could look at this as a legitimate application of justice. No, I, I totally agree with that. And the only other slim side of it is that they feel that by holding back what they have, that somehow they're going to like, you know, get one by Trump or they're going to confuse them, have them looking at one thing and they're going to drop the other thing. And it's going to be a big gotcha moment. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm not an attorney, so I don't want to speak yeah, yeah. to the legalese. I'll let somebody else do that. Mm-hmm. But as a regular American, 
I thought that their job was to present you with what they're charging you with so you have the ability to bring a defense, not get you in the room and drop some other hammer out. You know, it's like somebody hitting you in the back with a steel chair who's not even involved in the match. Like, dude, some other guy jumped in the ring, hit me with a steel chair, and then I lose, and everybody's like, well, what's going on? How'd that happen? That's not right. That's what this guy is doing. And so I think that voters, people now, forget politics, yep. forget pundits, and forget all the TV lawyers. I think people look at this and they say, "Dag, dude, really? This you you this is all you have, and you can't even tell that man what you're charging them with. Well, you're charging him with a with a felony, but a felony based on what? And that's the problem. It's it's weird. We're talking to Byron Donalds from the 19th Congressional District of Florida, and President Trump is basically, you know, you're in trouble for what you did in someone's dream." is basically what's going on right now. It's being prosecuted because of what Alvin did and what he did in Alvin's dream. It's bizarre, man. And and the thing is, when you look out at the country, okay, uh, yeah. if, it'd be one thing if we were going to walk and chew gum. But we're not walking and chewing gum. We're not doing either of those things. And it kind of breaks my heart because Chicago had an election last night. Chicago elected another progressive Democrat. Uh, it's really crazy that people themselves are indifferent to crime. Do you think we just got used to it on some level? Well, I don't want to say people got it different because I, I don't know, but yeah. historically, um, the Chicago mayoral, mayoral races weren't really all that close. Yeah. I mean, this thing was like 51 49, is mm-hmm. what I saw. So it's like really tight. It's mm-hmm. really close in Chicago. Okay. Um, but, you know, whatever the, the, the radical left did to, to get this guy elected, that's what they, that's what they chose to do. Chicago is going to have to live with the consequences of electing bad mayors. They've been living with those consequences for quite some time. And the other thing, Jimmy, to also point out, Mm -hmm. there's been a flight from Chicago. There are people who have just said, I've had enough, and they've left Chicago. So unfortunately, I think what's happening now is that, you know, the people who remain in Chicago, they're still making the same political decisions. But then they're going to wonder why things aren't changing and who you're going to blame. Like, you can't blame the people who left Chicago. You can't blame Donald Trump, although I'm quite sure they would love to. <laughs> um, you, you, know, you can't blame Republicans. They haven't run. They've never run Chicago. Yep. So you got only got to blame yourself in the same political leadership that has basically put that city into into the toilet. Yep. I remember the last time I was in Chicago, they were having some fight with Lori Lightfoot because she wouldn't let um, – you know, Mexican-Americans have their have a parade. So they just took over the streets of Chicago every single night. <laughs> there were no cop cars around and literally had people in cars just flooding every intersection. It was chaos. But that was Chicago. And yeah. it's sad to see that happen. It's already happened in San Francisco. It, you know what's happening in New York. Oh, it's sad yeah. to see this happen in Chicago. Yeah. They had a real opportunity. Yeah, that's what sucks about it. You know, it's a, it's a great town, a lot of potential, good sports teams. Although I got to say, uh, the Bulls might have peaked in the 90s as a franchise. Like, there might have been some soul selling that went on because that's a bad franchise. But, you know, Lord knows what a run in the 90s. Did you watch the Jordan documentary by chance? Oh, it was great. I couldn't the, put it down. I watched the whole thing. I binge watched it. It's I thought the, it was awesome. It was just the best, The Last Dance. If you guys haven't seen it, it's so good. And it, like, as a Knicks fan, like he's beating the Knicks throughout the documentary, but you still enjoy it because it was just such like, a you – know, Yeah, go ahead. Jimmy, real quick. You know what I like about watching that, that documentary? Mm-hmm. Is that Michael Jordan was just a cutthroat competitor. Yes. He's still cracking jokes on dudes he was beating down in the nineties and he doesn't care. <laughs> and you know, and, and I think I me personally, mm-hmm. while having watched the GOAT play basketball, appreciating, you know, all he did for the sport, 
I like the fact that he's never been able to turn off that competitive uh, that side of him. No. And I think, honestly, and I'm not trying to compare Michael Jordan and Donald Trump, but mm. I think, like, that kind of edge, that kind of competitiveness, mm. like, Americans are attracted to that. Yeah, no, they – It's an observation. No, they, they, they like that. That's like the, that's the fighting spirit, and that's, like, the whole point of sports, which very much overlaps into politics, is Trump is a guy, if you just put it on a sporting level – that did take on like literally everything, like all of the media, late night comedy, all the political apparatus in Washington, just in terms of a sporting achievement, like him winning a presidency is really like Division Avenue High School, where I grew, grew up winning the NBA title. Like it's not supposed to happen. There were a lot of upsets to wind up in that Oval Office, you know. And uh, who knows where it's going to go from here, but Lord, there's no shortage of obstacles. Like, they're throwing everything at him. And my frustration is, and this is where I think this is effective for the Democrats, it's been a lot of airtime given to Trump. We're not really talking about what the guy in the Oval is doing right now, and it ain't pretty. Like, I'm sure you saw these Chinese spy balloon revelations earlier in the week. You know, the story's changed on that quite a bit. It went from, not nah, it didn't matter, they didn't get any data, to now they got some data. This time next week, we'll know they have the login codes to all of our bank accounts. Oh, look, let's let's shift to the Joe Biden side of this segment. Yeah. Yes, you are correct. Found out that the Chinese actually were spying on us. They got all the data that they needed. So him waiting a week to shoot down the spy balloon was really just him trying to save his butt politically. Mm-hmm. But the damage has already been done. Yep. You have China, Russia, a couple other countries are now trying to figure out some new currency to, to buy and sell oil to not use the U.S. dollar. Yeah, that's a great one for America. Uh, you have a situation where he's still pushing this crazy Green New Deal stuff, which will allow the Chinese only to get more of our money because we're going to be buying all of our batteries and solar panels from, guess what, America, the Chinese. Yep. That's, a, that's a real winner there. And then, you know, we found out a couple of weeks ago and the press talked about it for about two, three days, and then, then they, they did what they always do. They moved on, said so they covered it. But, hey, Hunter Biden and Jim Biden did get money from the Chinese companies, yep. and some of it went to some, some account named Biden. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw the money go to Jim Biden. I saw the money go to, to Hunter Biden. I saw money go to Hallie Biden, Bo Biden's widow, you know, God rest his soul, mm-hmm. Bo Biden. Mm-hmm. Who's this other Biden? There's a fourth Biden that was getting money. Is it a grandson? Is it Dr. Jill? Or was it the big guy? I don't know where that money's going. That stuff's still out there. And by the way, real quick. Mm-hmm. That was one transaction. Yep. There are other transactions we're investigating right now. Mm-hmm. So while this all this crazy sophomoric stuff is happening with the Manhattan DA, Alvin yep. Bragg, the United States is dealing with a president who's not doing his job. Frankly, he sucks at his job. Yeah. And he actually might be compromising on the take. Imagine that. You know, yeah. <laughs> That's above the full material right there, Jimmy. No, I, f- I feel like that should be everybody's A block. And it is a lot of the times around here. If you've noticed, you get a, get a lot of James Comer appearances on the channel. Are you giving him style tips? Because he does look better on TV. I asked him about it. Well, I told him, man, I said, look, just, you know, Comer, just let me, whatever you do, just let me see you before you hit the camera. He was like, all right. So the best he can, I go by there, tighten it up, and then he goes out and does what he does. <laughs> no, he looks good. I Even Jordan was on the show last week. I asked him if Comer got, like, a product endorsement because even his hair is all jazzed up now. Just, God, Comer's going Hollywood on us. Just, you know, keep an Listen, eye on man, him. Shout out, shout out to Mrs. Comer. She's making her husband look good. Yep, that's what's, up. <laughs> that's, what's, that's what's up. Somebody's been going to Kohl's and doing the heavy lifting. 
lifting in this operation. Uh, <laughs> BD, great stuff as always. Um, I'm glad you signed off on that that intro song. It matters. We got it because like we kind of treat like a, a pro wrestler on this show. You don't see it, but when you come on, like pyrotechnics go off. We just released Doves. It was a whole to do. With the Doves too? Yeah, no, we go big, man. We just, you know we represent. You're like the intercontinental champion of talk radio. Oh, man, this is like some Nature Boy Buddy Rogers stuff. You <laughs> thought I was going to say Nature Boy Ric Flair. I you was. see how deep I went there, Jim? <laughs> that, that was a Buddy cut. Rogers on Yo, that was a cut, man. That was a cut. I feel like I'm sitting on a crate drinking. This is great. All right, well, we'll do it again. <laughs> we'll get your say, have your singlet ready to go. We'll check in soon. All right, see you, brother. Thanks, man. That's a Buddy Rogers reference. Davey, if you're listening up at WIBX in Utica, I hope you're sitting. That was deep. That was a deep cut. That's why you love Byron Donalds. All right, we're back in the ring after this. You're listening to the hottest show in the country. Our country is in serious trouble. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're in the bottom of the ninth when the radio thing ends. We take this party over to the television. I will be getting in the ring in front of a live studio audience with Sean Hannity tonight. Just a guest. I hosted Gutfeld last night uh, here on the Fox News Channel, which is quite an honor. I've got to be honest with you. It's the you know, biggest late night show in the country. It's kind of a really big deal to me. And uh, I posted a clip of my opening monologue on the Fox Cross America Facebook page. It is also on Instagram at Jim Fela, F-A-I-L-L-A. And my Twitter, of course, is Jimmy Fela, F-A-I-L-L-A. If you want to check it out there, you can go to the Fox Cross America website as well. And we will ultimately be posting uh, another clip later in the day. I think the C block was my favorite. It was uh, Bud Light and their decision to award a commemorative can to Dylan Mulvaney, who is, of course, a biological boy pretending to be a girl. But they were celebrating 365 days of womanhood. Okay, I don't know what that was all about, uh, but I can tell you, uh, <laughs> Dylan Mulvaney, not a woman. Uh, it's a really crazy time to be alive where we're now litigating pretend. Okay, a person pretending to be a woman getting honored in like a Women's History Month situation is kind of ridiculous. Like, it's kind of weird. Like, if you could have, you know, they would say, like, if you could go back in time and tell somebody, did it? The way things are moving right now, if you could go back like a half hour and tell yourself, you'd be like, come on, dude. I know you. We've lived in this body a long time. The world can't be that crazy, can it? Yes, it can. Okay, but when you're at a place where we're prosecuting a United States president for the first time in the 246-year history of the country, it's never happened in America. They've never done this. So you would think, well, if we're going to do this, it must be a really big deal. They're going to go after a president for the first time in 246 years. They must have something major. No, they have nothing. And that's what's so crazy about the whole thing. So let me throw you this one last clip, though, because this kind of summed up the whole day for me when we were talking about the prosecution and what's going to go on next. Okay, we're being told that Trump's next day in court would be December the 4th. A potential trial would start in January of 2024. You don't say. Right when the primary season starts, they're going to take the guy who's leading in the polls, take him off the campaign trail, and throw him in a courtroom. No, that sounds totally legit. Sounds totally 
totally legit. I don't see any reason to question any of this. I don't see why anybody would. I mean, doesn't that sound so upstanding to you? Okay, but my favorite, I think, summation of all of this, and listen, I heard a lot of it. I played a lot of it. I thought it was, you know, a, a significant day. I treated it with the reverence they did not treat this case with, meaning they brought a garbage junk case forward. But I thought it was particularly telling when CNN's initial reaction, Ely Honig, okay, said there's just nothing going on here in terms of the le- case and the probability of it working. This is clip 10. Here's where we're going to run into legal problems because the indictment does not say what that second crime is, which is completely inexplicable to me. The entire point of an indictment is to tell the defendant, here's what you're charged with, here's what you're defending against. And- There's the facts in the law. The, the, the facts as laid out today uh, could be a compelling argument. But before they even get there, they're going to have to overcome the legal issues. For question one. What is the crime that prosecutors are alleging escalated this from a misdemeanor to a felony? If I had to characterize it, it's disappointment. I think everyone was hoping we would see more about the direction that they intend to take this prosecution. I had hoped that there would be more uh, in the indictment. So Democrats thought we had a fastball coming right down the middle. It was going to strike out Trump. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Show's over, man. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Don't be Alvin Bragg. (laughs) Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.